Hello. Hey guys, how's it going? This is Khalees. And this is Khalees Exists. I got on late again, didn't I? Right? So now, I've got to go quiet voice, okay? But I'm trying to kiss the mic as much as possible. So you're not there like, I can't hear you, man. What the fuck? <laughs> it's the 16th of the first 2020 and it is episode 21. I met up some friends tonight from the old film school, which is great. We just shouted about films. My favourite thing. We went to this very uh, fancy Japanese authentic restaurant called the Wagamama. <laughs> White man Japanese food, basically. Uh, so it's terrible. <laughs> and they got this new vegan cake, man. Oh, my friend was like, it's fucking amazing. I was like, it's not going to be that good. One bite. I think I, uh, I think I orgasmed in every part of my body. <laughs> you know when you're in a restaurant, right? And you're trying to have a nice quiet meal with friends or uh, on a date or something, right? And there's like a group of people and one specifically being obnoxiously loud. So I'm like, <laughs> sort of crazy laugh, right? So we're in the restaurant. And that was me. <laughs> I was the arsehole in the restaurant. I was the big fat slob, shoving food in his mouth and words in people's ears. <laughs> uh, the horrible thing is, I didn't even notice. It was my uh, mate who was at the table when he went quiet. We were like, what's up? He's like, um, just seen the face of everyone next to us. Because <laughs> uh, Wagamon's got, it's basically like a school canteen, that's a setup. These long tables, right? And you're on the benches. And uh, yeah, we're basically like, they were noxious jocks, right? We looked down tables or like the nerds looking at us like, God, those guys, people are awful. <laughs> I uh, asked them to, they had any topic requests, right? One of them was biggest lies on the internet. And something I wasn't aware of is infinite chocolate. <laughs> Someone made this gif, right? This is how behind there with the, the this probably came out in 2004 or something. <laughs> I'm the sort of guy who's been like, hey guys, I just found out about this great site called Bebo. <laughs> My friend showed us, this is, we're talking about biggest lies on the internet. So an infinite chocolate is basically a gif of, it kind of, it's, it's a bar of chocolate and it chops it up, it's a bit like Tetris, chops in different shapes, moves them, right? And puts them down. And makes it look like you can eat a piece. And the chocolate is, is whole again. <laughs> We're all just trying to work out, like, what's happening? Is it growing? Is it secretly growing? Is it what's going on? And I think this is how faith and religion works, right? Because all of us really wanted it to be true, right? <laughs> all logic suggested it's impossible and it was a trick. But you watch it long enough. It's part of your brain. And all of us going, but, but what if it's true, man? What if we can get infinite chocolate? Maybe infinite chocolate is ours right now. <laughs> it's not. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> but let's think about this. Biggest lies on the internet. Isn't the internet just lies? <laughs> Isn't that why you like it? It's a fantasy world. Do you think the amount of people who post these kind of uh, big headline news stories, right, on the internet, on Facebook and stuff, right? So one was like, scientifically proven that people are telepathic and all these people go like i knew it see see it's just scientific so it must be true that's the way of getting around things now right <laughs> to like get people to believe something out loud it just says scientists have found and people just go oh must be true 
because hardly anyone knows any scientists, right? So we just assume every time they're mentioned, oh, well, I don't know them. That's probably because they're special out there solving all this stuff, right? The whole job is to look at things and find extraordinary things. So maybe we are telepathic. <laughs> but we shout at each other far too much for that to be true, right? <laughs> but yeah, you see these articles. And like, you look at it and it's like, the website's like, world forward, experimental, yes, nature.com, right? They've all these crazy names or names that are trying to be real, like the Science World News Journal. And you click on it and it's like, Elvis is alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is bullshit. This is just some bloke posting up. But it's weird how easy we believe stuff. I remember that fake Friends movie trailer that was going around. All these people were like, oh my God, guys, so excited. And then I looked at it. No, it's because I'm an editor. I was like, dude, this is clearly fake. This is clearly weird, chopped together old footage to look like a film. But clearly, but I kind of liked secretly that other people thought it was because it was like, oh, maybe I know things. <laughs> maybe I know film enough to be the only one who knows this is fake. <laughs> it's just easy to believe anything we want to be true, right? If someone says something and it's something we want to be true, as part of us is going, go on, just believe it. <laughs> It'd be great. So just, just go with it. Similar to me, whenever I see Clint Eastwood is acting again, right? Even though I know he's 900 years old, there's still part of me going, maybe maybe he's going to beat up people and shoot people again, right? <laughs> there's a lot of guys still wishing for that, right? We can't accept he's too old for chasing down buses and fucking making an improvised bulletproof vest. <laughs> Even with uh, that baseball film he did, Trouble with the Curve, I was like... Oh, maybe there's going to be a murder, right, in the ballpark. Clint Eastwood is the only one who can stop it. <laughs> uh, and I said this to someone, and they were like, he's too old, he'd like hurt himself. And I was like, I don't care. I still want him to do it. I still want some Clint Eastwood action. She was like, right, so you want him to, like, break his back and just, <laughs> just, just so you could see him do action once again. And we're like, yeah, that's what I want. <laughs> it's about what I want, not what he's able to do. <laughs> I'm like that, man. You know, all my old heroes I grew up with, I don't, a lot of people say, oh, he's too old, it's embarrassing, right? Like Harrison Ford and Star Wars. People are like, oh, he's far too old now. I was like, dude, I would watch a whole film where it was just Harrison Ford sitting in the cockpit of the Millennium Falcon, shooting people with his blaster, being pushed around the wheelchair. I would watch that. I would much rather watch a really old Indiana Jones than watch Chris Pratt do it. <laughs> I don't care if he's old, right? Let him lie down and hold a whip. <laughs> have him pushed around the trolley, put the hat on, and have a jacket. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, the last one he did, it was amazing how, uh, how clear it was that he was mainly a stuntman. All that jumping through the um, warehouse. It's like, I was like, oh, it's all arty. It's like dark. You don't see his face. Oh, yeah, stuntman. I'm going to ruin films for you again. Um, every time you watch a movie and there's a big stunt and they cut to a wide shot, right? It's pretty much a stuntman. 
I know sometimes that big jumps and stuff, it looks cool from a wide. But let me tell you this. If Tom Cruise is doing the stunt, the filmmakers want you to see Tom Cruise doing the stunt, right? They want you to see his, his little face as he jumps across the building, right? Yeah, usually if they cut to the back of his head and it's close up, it's definitely a stuntman. Because uh, they cheat his face if they want to be close. Most of the time when it's wide, it's a stuntman. So there's a film. Oh, I'm really fascinated by those old 70s action movies where they just did crazy scunts, especially like the Hong Kong movies. Not those Jackie Chan films, but you watch it and you're like, yeah, they just <laughs> bypassing every law or there are no health and safety laws. Um, that police story where Jackie Chan is in like a chase and like, is it like a bus that goes down a hill and basically destroys a whole village? And you watch it and go, they just destroyed a whole village. <laughs> That's not set. That's someone's home that no longer exists. But there's one called Man from Hong Kong. Look it up. That's got George Lazenby in it. The guy went from advertising toothpaste to becoming James Bond. Um, and then he turned down like a six-picture, seven-picture deal. Because it was the 70s, right? Or the 60s, late 60s. And it was the whole kind of new Hollywood thing. So he wanted to make like Midnight Cowboy sort of stuff, right? And he went and made some weird, arty film where he played a GI. I haven't seen it. It's meant to be nuts and awful. Um, apparently he regrets it now, unsurprisingly. <laughs> Fair play. Um, he did this film called Man from Hong Kong. And I think originally it started out it was going to be a Bruce Lee movie. Because Bruce Lee basically was like, I want to beat the shit out of James Bond on screen. <laughs> um in the end, the actor had the lead role. Um, it was a Taiwanese actor called Jimmy Wang Yu. Um, he did the Shaw Brothers movie, um, The Chinese Boxer, uh, One Hard Swordsman. It's a film you might know if you're a martial arts fan. And has these extraordinary stunts. You sort of feel guilty watching it because you know people got seriously hurt doing them. But it's just fascinating because they're sort of stunts you would never see now or would be done with CGI. There's one where a guy drop kicks a guy off a motorbike, a speeding motorbike, and it is incredible because you're like, oh my god, they actually just drop kicked the guy off a motorbike. Um, there was a fight scene between um, Jimmy Wang Yu and George Lazenby. George Lazenby, I think, is the villain from what I remember. And uh, basically, George Lazenby has a fight on fire, but it's literally on fire. He had scars afterwards from doing it and you watch it and you're like this is insane how did they do this what trick did they use so they can have a like proper fist fight while the guy's on fire um and the trick they used was they just set him on fire <laughs> nuts but i think the citizen cane of dangerously made films has to go to the film raw if you've not seen this film it's got to be seen to believe watch the trailer it is nuts. Just the trailer is nuts. And um, basically, um, the director, Noel Marshall, and Tippi Hendren uh, from The Birds basically made a film where... <laughs> oh, it's basically, it's about this family in a house, and the house is overrun with lions. Right? And you think, oh, okay, it's like green screen lions and stuff. No. Just real lions all walking about. A lot of it's improvised because basically it's a horror movie where these people are being terrorised by lions. 
And the way they've made it is real people are being terrorised by real lions. Someone convince them, instead of getting tame lions, it would be easier or cheaper to just get their own animals, give them basic training, and then just introduce them to each other. Um, and surprisingly, it was a horrible car crash. Like, loads of people were injured. And if you watch it, there's like shots of lions jumping over people. That's not a trained stunt. That's just what happens when a group of lions decide they are the kings and the humans are fucked. It's an insane film. And again, it's literally, it's almost a snuff film. Um, yeah, it's nuts. Also, it does make you think, right? We think we're the best humans, right? But if lions <laughs> were more common, we might be fucked, right? We've got guns and shit. And that's the only thing that stopped us. If we didn't have guns, lions would just be the fucking dominant animal, surely. God, maybe Lion King is a prophecy. It's not the monkeys that are going to take over like Planet of the Apes. It's the lions. <laughs> Stop buying the chocolate confectionery lion bar as a protest now. Yeah, check out Raw if you have the stomach for it. <laughs> so uh, I don't really watch Bake Off, but I did see Sandy Toxic had uh, stepped down. And I wasn't interested until I looked at like a list of possible hosts. And one of them was Jerry Baxman. Oh, I want that so bad. <laughs> But like, I don't want this new, like, oh, I'm just a funny guy, sort of old man moaning about things. He's sort of just become a kind of poor man's Jeremy Clarkson now, hasn't he? He even did, he did an Edinburgh comedy show, did a stand-up show. I'm so sad I missed it. Um, but I think the fact that it's been buried and no one ever talks about it, it's got to be terrible, right? Um, but yeah, I want old school. Did you threaten to overrule him? Jeremy Paxman on Bake Off, right? Because everyone loves it. It's, it's quite a gentle show. It's not quite like a lot of those cooking shows where they cut it like a thriller. You know, it's, it's like, they put this like really tense music from like a horror movie, like... It's like, can Michael get the cake finished in time? Bad news. No. Hasn't risen. Ah! Right? Whereas this one's just kind of like, oh, isn't it lovely baking? You've had a stressed day at work. So look at all these people making lovely cakes. And they're like, oh, I made a gingerbread house because my granddad loved gingerbread. And everyone's like, oh, isn't that nice? So I love Jerry Paxman just to stomp him being like, what's in that cake? Um, just makes fun. How many eggs? Did you put too much sugar in it? I mean, did you put too much sugar in it? Oh, it's just terrible. You think that's going to rise? <laughs> just interrogate them. They're the sort of news night bully used to be. Just going around like someone's got their cake out and the icing in it's all perfect. He looks at it and just, just fucking kicks it over. <laughs> if you're really good, you'll make it again. <laughs> so this is going to be another short one. Um, I realise I've gotten late again and I'm having to talk in low tone. So I appreciate your patience. The weekend's coming up. So I think we're going to some some good ones. I've got a few things I was going to do tonight, but I'm going to save them for the weekend. Um, so what have you got in store? I've got, I think, a good episode about hecklers coming up and some stories you haven't had. One of them um, could get me sued <laughs> for libel. It's 100% true. 
But the person involved is definitely in a position where he would and could sue me. But I'm going to tell you anyway. So you've got that to come on the weekend and more little heckless stories and stuff. And uh, I'll probably have more energy because it's the weekend. So we can get all fast and crazy like we have done rather than uh, me talking like this all night. But I hope maybe this will help you sleep. Maybe if you have trouble sleeping, uh, listen to this podcast, episode 21. I was going to talk about 21, right? The kind of last big age hurdle, right? You got 16, right? Although 10 was the big one for me, right? Because I think the problem is, each hurdle, everyone keeps telling you, you're an adult now, right? I remember when I was 10, it was like, you're not a kid anymore, you're 10. And it felt like all this responsibility. And then you get older, right? You get to 16, and people older go, oh, they're only 16. And then you get to 18, oh, I've got to be an adult now. And then you get 21, and you realise people are going, oh, they were only 18. You're like, I could have fucked up more. What are you talking about? You all tell me it was all about responsibility. I didn't know I was meant to be and allowed to be an idiot. <laughs> 21 is a weird one, right? Kind of doesn't have the same energy as like 16 and 18. I think maybe in here, because I think most laws apply to you as 18, right? I don't think there's many like things you can do at 21 that you couldn't do at 18. Because 18, you could drink. That's the big one, right? You can finally drink. But 21, it really is a... I feel like also, after like 16 and 18, right? Your family have lost the energy for the big birthdays, right? There's no like... The special presents slowly run out. You're 16, there's something, right? And then 18. Um, it's like, oh, it's a big thing. And 21, people are like, eh, whatever. <laughs> it's big because, you know, like... It's the final sort of, um, you're becoming an adult hurdle, right? After that, it's just, oh, you're old and there's somehow a survived hurdle, <laughs> right? And you're 40, 50, 60. It's just like, congratulations, you made it. <laughs> On to the next stage. Whereas, like, the other stage is like, you're finally an adult. Which, I think that's the bad thing about 21. You're like, oh, I can't, I can't say I'm a kid anymore. <laughs> like, you couldn't, uh, like... 18, and you maybe kind of could at 16 because you're still a teenager. And still, I guess, at 18 or 19. And then 21, you're like, oh, man, and now I have to get my shit together. Most of us don't. I didn't. <laughs> still haven't got it together now. That's why I'm talking to you at 10 to 12 on a Thursday night. <laughs> I realised recently that I started a podcast with a joke and they said I was going to end the second part. So if you've been waiting for the second part, I've not been doing the whole question trick. I actually just forgot. So I'm going to do the second joke now that I was meant to do about 100 podcasts ago. And uh, so a man is uh, having a fair this woman, right? Uh, it's the same guy from before with the moths, right? And they're doing it again. And they do it on a different time, they're like, he's definitely away. The husband's definitely not going to come in, right? Because he's going abroad. Turns out, flight was cancelled. There were storms. So he's come home. They're like, oh, fuck, not again. And the man's like, no, I'm not going to go in the bathroom this time. Right? So he jumps out the window. And it's still daylight outside, right? He jumps out. And uh, <laughs> he's completely naked. 
And he just joins this group of jokers and starts joking with them, right? So he's like, I'm just a jogger, just a jogger. One of the jokers goes, um, mate, you got no clothes on, right? And he's like, oh, you know, helps the body get air, right? It's good for sweat. And he comes on jogging. And they're like, okay, but you got no shoes on either. And he was like, ah, toughens their feet, right? Running on pavement, right? Really toughens the feet up. Makes you a more steady runner. And then they go, okay, I sort of get those twos, but why are you wearing a condom? And the guy goes, well, I looked outside and it looked like it was going to rain. <laughs> okay, well, thanks for being with me. Thanks for joining in. Um, I will talk to you tomorrow. And then let's have some fun on the weekend, right? When I'm more awake. But I wanted to make sure... You got your daily podcast, right? I said I was going to do it. So I did it. I do what I say. But thanks again. It's been good talking to you. This is helping me. So I hope you enjoyed it too. Um, let's do it, shall we? Don't let the bastards grind you down. And let's do this again sometime.